The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. It's 2.05 on this... Sorry, hump day. day. There you go. Hey, Andrew. Uh, Jay Lynn, how are you? Good. I, I received my emergency alert. Did you receive yours? I did as well. My phone was on uh, silent, though, so I it didn't really notify me, but I noticed the big message on my screen as I set up for today's Chedville, show. Chedville, so. did you get your emergency alert? Mine came through at 1.56. I know Brenton Dreger in the newsroom, his hasn't come through. Oh, really? He's with Virgin, though. Mm. I'm with TELUS. Who I'm with Rogers. With? Rogers. So, uh, but yeah, it came up and I had my alarm, or I had the sound up to hear it and everything. So there you oh, go. Oh, what did it sound like? It, like an Amber really? Alert, you know, whenever they do yeah. um, those alerts during the summer with the weather and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you get yours? Let us know. Uh, the emergency test signal did not come through on my LG G4 and I'm in the city within one kilometer of a cell tower, says this one. <laughs> oh, no. Well, well, I mean, if three out of four uh, phones work, uh, hopefully somebody next to you uh, gets it. But whatever happened uh, today, right? Um, I'm sure they'll figure out where it if didn't work. glitches and uh, how to fix it or not. That's right. That's why they call it um, the test. This one says, nothing yet. iPhone and Rogers. Fido. No emergency text here. Yes. At 156, says Trucker Dave. Out of St. Paul. Nope. Through Telus from Camros. Nope. Wayne is on the phone already this afternoon. Hey, Wayne. Hey, how you doing? Good. Did you get the alert? No, I did not. Hmm. You did not. Nope. Now, where are, you, are you in Edmonton? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm in Spruce Grove, but mm-hmm. yeah. What kind, what kind of phone do you have, and who's your service provider? Uh, I got a Samsung and uh, Kudo. Oh. See, it's, Kudo. it seems like Kudo, Virgin, like some of the non-major ones seem to be the ones that didn't get it. Uh, no alert. iPhone 6 on Rogers. Oh, on Rogers, Rob eh? Here, I would tell us no alert for me. Uh, thanks for letting us know, Wayne. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Okay, take it easy. Appreciate you giving us a call there. Hi, guys. I have a BlackBerry, and with TELUS, no alert. You still have a BlackBerry? My brother has a BlackBerry, I discovered. I loved my BlackBerry. I it never owned one. It took so long before I gave up <laughs> my BlackBerry. Do you remember how long I had a flip phone that was just the very basic? Yeah. I, mean, I was working here for years and still had this little flip phone and finally went to a Android and would never go back again. Yeah, you've never done uh, Apple products, have you? No, I'm just not an Apple guy. Not an Apple guy. Uh, no alert. Tell us iPhone 7. That's from JJ. Got huh. it. I'm a Bell customer. I got two alerts. One yesterday at 1230. They weren't even testing. And one today at a precisely 155. I'm a Kudo user. Interesting. Judy in Spruce Grove. Got it? Could yeah. it have anything to do with your settings? It's supposed to override settings other than if you're vibrate the, and silent. Well, if but. you were on the phone, it would sound like a... Uh, like a beeping, like a wait signal. But I wonder if there's uh, a way to turn off push notifications. I mean, I, th- no, I think this one goes right through. It goes through no matter yep. what? Yeah. Well, and so it should, right? Yeah, but, exactly. Hmm. Well, well, it seems like a lot of people mine. didn't get it. Hey, guys, I'm with TELUS, and I'm currently in Spruce Grove, my LG G6, and I still haven't received an alert. That's from Colt. Hmm. 
Interesting. I'm with Rogers with an Ontario number on a Samsung uh, 7. Got the alert about three minutes after the one on the radio from Paul. Really? Oh, was it on the radio as well? Yes. Oh, gosh, I should really listen to well, the radio. Well, you are getting some fresh air. I was air. Uh, outside with our producer, yeah, doing a pre-show meeting. We had oh, invited that you, that, but... Was that, no, you did not invite me. probably actually, got over-ridden by the... You looked at the, him with the smoke, and you did the smoke. I did. Wanna, I did the quick, come on, let's come do on, let's this. Come on, let's have a smoke. Uh, you know what? We'll probably uh, get the statistics on how many phones worked and didn't work. Yeah. Some agency will put that out. And I'll bet you uh, Edmonton police or sheriffs or bylaw or um, transport will put out statistics. There was a big truck inspection event on Yellowhead this morning. Um, oh. Yeah, I hadn't seen a press release about it, and oftentimes we're told in advance. Well, mm, usually it shows up afterwards, yeah, I thought. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. We'll get the statistics. Because they, they don't they don't want to let the truckers right. know we're not broadcasting it. They were doing uh, a pretty good bit of business. Um, they seem to oftentimes do a really good bit of business. Yeah, and you know, they're looking for everything, right? So they're looking at mechanical, they're, but they're also looking at paperwork and uh, licensing and it's a all over check and again you know the trucks that seem to be getting towed were uh, the gravel trucks and I don't know you know oftentimes truckers will tell you that it's those darn gravel trucks that don't meet the requirements of uh, the law but well, and I understand from a lot of our trucker friends who are, are part of Chedville, who listen every day, who might be on the road right now tuning us in, that there's a lot of little things that they can get busted. Like, the, the, yes. there's, a, I mean, there's some really big ones, too, and you need to take care of your of vehicles. We all need to, but there was there's a lot of little ones that can get them there is a right lot off of the road. Ones. Well, there's a couple of things, and I think it's a good thing, right? I mean, truck safety is really important, but, uh, you know, personally, and I may be a little tainted from the fact that I spent so many yeah. years in the trucking industry that there's a couple of things to consider that some things obviously should just be a warning uh, but they can ticket you for them and a good example is for every light on your trailer the bulb has to work so it's one of those things where not every light is required like you know you see those trailers where they've got lights all over like it's a a driving uh, it's a mobile light show right well if you have that every bulb has to work. So they aren't necessarily turn signals or anything else, but they have to work. Hmm. So you can get ticketed for that. But there's also the fact, like as soon as I saw it, I said to Carol, we were on our way to a meeting, but I said to Carol, um, you know the, the worst part of that though is that you get held up you're on your way to a pickup or you've picked up and you're on your way to get out onto the highway or deliver and you're held up for quite a period of yeah. time and that affects customer service, yeah. right? But there's, you know, the, you can explain that to the customer, but the, oftentimes the customer doesn't care. They just want their load picked up on time or you have an appointment to pick up. And for some of these big companies, that's a window of opportunity that once it closes, mm. you're being rescheduled to later on today or tomorrow, right? So, but I do understand the need to do it, and and trucks should be safe. Obviously. Well, we'll get we'll get the numbers in the next yep. couple of days for sure. And I've always said, and I mean, you, you we know that you were a part of the trucking industry for mm. for a long time. I've yep. only ever driven in a big rig once. Chris Sheets and I took a load of um, oh, donations yeah. up to Slave Lake after the fire there, and it was amazing. I have 
absolutely loved it. And I've always thought that seeing the country um, from um, a big rig like that, like driving across the country, would be really spectacular. Um, well, and again, yeah. it's long days and it's tough work, but from somewhere in my head, there's this romantic, not love romantic, but a romantic <laughs> notion of driving across the wheat fields, listening to Garth Brooks, you know, um, just yeah. seeing the world from, from that perspective. Getting chewed out it. by a dispatcher. And, yeah, yeah, and, you know, yeah, drive by a car and the kids are in there doing the honk yeah, honk yeah. sign. And I mean, for the people who love it, they really love it. It yeah. takes a certain oh, kind of person to want to be able to do it. You are your own businessman. Um, it is tough to make money at. It feels like everybody around you is waiting to give you a ticket at one time or another, mm-hmm. whether it be a scale or, or the police or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's a tough job. But the, I, you know, like I say, those who love it, love it a lot. And uh, it yeah. takes a special breed of character. Dylan says he drives trucks and he says those truck checks are a joke. He says he has apps to avoid them. You can get a $500 or higher ticket for a loose mud flap and the light mm-hmm. bulbs. That's ridiculous. It's a cash grab. They're See, that's very what I'm talking anal. about. If they did this to average cars, imagine how safer the roads would be. Uh-huh. Yeah, to draw the comparison, it's kind of like, and this isn't the, the exact comparison, but if, say, your vehicle were to be inspected, right? Mm-hmm. And they said that your tail light or your uh, your hatchback dome light, you know, the one that lights when you open the hatchback, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. so when you're camping or whatever, if that bulb were burnt out and they gave you a ticket, you would say, well, that has nothing to do with the operation of my vehicle or the safety of my vehicle, but... It's a bulb and it's not working, so here's your $200 ticket. That's why truckers don't like it. And that's why trucking companies don't like yeah, it. Yeah, well. You know, but yeah, I know I understand the need for safety. It seems romantic until a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and again, it's just kind of, I don't know, there's just something about. Uh, well, anyway. and again, here's the other thing. I saw your log books have to be up to yeah. date. Like all your paperwork has to be correct, right? And like most people who do paperwork, truckers included, you sometimes fall a little behind yeah. on your paperwork and you use whatever opportunity to catch up when you can, right? But if it happens to be at that moment that you get pulled yeah, over, you're pretty much you're uh, hooped, yeah. I remember I was at uh, Fantasyland Hotel. I was going into MC an event and there was a big truck, a, a big semi backing into some yeah, I don't. tiny, like it was about a foot on either side of his actual rig. And I sat there and watched it and like, how did you do that? It was, yeah. it was amazing to me. Cause I remember when I, when I started learning how to drive, uh, backing up was the worst for me. My mom drove a big Pontiac Parisian and it was like a tank. It was just like this big Well, boat, try hooking a trailer onto that. Well, I just, well, and that's the thing. And I'm watching this guy going, how did you just do that? It's so tight. You should see these oh, guys amazing. when they're loading at like a big company and yep. they're backing up to yep. dock doors and you know, those big pads you see around there so that, you know, they don't don't damage oh. the truck or the wall, right? But there, there's oftentimes only inches between so trailers. Said, this guy, yeah. there was just there was no room on either side. And he's like, "Look at this, easy peasy." <laughs> I was like, Whoa! Do you know? Um, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I wonder if I could just take two minutes before we take our um, break. A, a sort of a public service announcement, if I may. Um, use your use your. Tickers? No. Oh, not that one. Okay. You know, you and I have sort of been joking in, in over the last couple of weeks that I haven't been able to get uh, hold of my mom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've been uh, phoning, and I finally got hold of her. I mentioned that the phone call was like 90 seconds long, and it was well, like... you had told us about it. She said, yeah, you know, I'm not feeling well. Not I'll feeling call you well. when I get better. Right. Like, don't make me talk, she said. I'll call you when I'm feeling better. 
Well, it sort of sat with me for mm-hmm. a time, and uh, my brothers and I are not very close, uh, any of them, uh, but we do, we are able to communicate with each other, and I did ask if they would uh, just check in on her, and, uh, and they did, and she was uh, taken to hospital by ambulance yesterday morning, mm-hmm. and uh, she was in distress, uh, couldn't breathe, uh, one of her lungs had filled with... Uh, a liquid of some kind, I don't know. It's fluid, yeah. Fluid, yeah. And uh, she's in hospital in Ottawa now, and the cause is still not known. But they've ruled out uh, pneumonia and heart disease, and I think they're sort of centering on uh, a cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the progno- the long-term prognosis is not good at all. Uh, the short-term prognosis much, much better. So, in other words, I don't need to get on a plane today. Well, she's, she's 93 years she old. She is 93 years old, and one tough old lady, I'll tell you that, because once she uh, was able to communicate, uh, what she communicated was, everybody leave me alone, I want to go home. Uh, But the only reason I bring it up um, is, first of all, thanks to you, Jay, because I was not on my game yesterday. I mean, four hours of honestly fighting back tears while trying to do an afternoon news show. Um, But also... Listen, we kid, I kid about not getting able, not being able to get hold of my mom. But if you have an elderly mm-hmm. parent, please call them today and just uh, make sure everybody's okay and everything's well, the way it should be. You know, here's the thing: if you have someone in your life, even if it's your neighbor, your neighbor, you usually see them yes. out and about, and you haven't seen them um, out and about. Maybe check check in on them. Mm-hmm. I told you a couple of weeks ago, my Auntie Joan, that's how she was found. No one had heard from her for three or four days. They finally got into her apartment and she was dead on the kitchen floor. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's important. I mean, oftentimes we're a group of people who say, no, it's, it's not our business. Right. We'll just, you know, let them be. And, and whether it's a relative, whether it's a friend, whether it's your parents, yeah, check in them and make sure that... Uh, yeah, they're doing okay on a regular basis. And I said that to to Coach and I talked about last night. And you know, we, we talked to his mom every single day, every single day. I mean, she's here in Edmonton and she wants to talk. Yeah, <laughs> she well, loves it's so easy to, to talk. get it's so easy to get busy, right? It, it is, and it, it it yeah, it is. You get busy with your own stuff, yep. and then something like this happens. Yeah, and the fact that you know, like I was kidding about it that yeah, I wasn't able to get hold of her. I think she's screening the calls. <laughs> I thought she might be mad at me for something right um i don't know that i would have changed anything by having asked somebody to go see her sooner maybe hope not but uh, i'm glad i asked but, somebody but you do you you have family who live in ottawa i have two brothers too, who live so. in ottawa yeah um well the, the good news right now is that she's in hospital she's being taken care of she's getting yep. some medicine into her that's right she's um got uh, around the clock um, care. Yes. And uh, hopefully over the next little while, we'll find out some answers. Yep. I booked a uh, red eye for tonight <laughs> to Ottawa. Then this morning, canceled it on instructions passed on to me through my brother from my mother. <laughs> you tell him you don't miss work for something as stupid as coming and sitting here for an hour or something along those lines. So fair well, enough. See what happens. Yep. And uh, hey, Grandma Gross. Yeah, she's a tough... Just listen, keep on fighting, I'm, I'm going to say this word. You can text and say it's not right, but she describes herself this way. She's a tough old broad, and that's what she said. You tell Andrew I'm a tough old broad, so okay. She I knew that already. She wanted to go home. <laughs> that's all she wanted. Just want to go home. <laughs> Fair enough. Um... Yeah, buddy, I got your back. You know that, eh? I know you do. Thank you. You're listening to the 630 Chad Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station.
Shania Twain. That's happening tonight? tonight and tomorrow. She's in town, Rogers Place. The doors open at 7. Uh, no tickets, Chad. You can hang out. No, no, not giving away uh, tickets. Uh, Bastion Baker taking the stage at 8 o'clock. And Shania, um, according to um, what we're told, will take the stage at 9 o'clock. Who's the opening act? Bastion Baker. What a, a great name. name. I'm Bastion Baker. Shania, I love it. if you're listening, give us a call. Yeah. We'll uh, make time for you. 4960063 from Timmins, Ontario. That is so funny. The other day, whatever day it was, um, and you said, oh, have you seen the video of Shania Twain? I was like, no. And I, 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 there's a couple of Shania songs on my playlist, yeah. but I had not really... You've not seen the videos. No. And as soon as you showed me the video, I was like, oh, that's why Hunter wanted tickets last time. Well, it was the... Man, I feel like a woman video, That's which right. is a knockoff of uh, Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love. Yeah. And she's just looking absolutely Stunning. smoking yeah. in that one. And then the other one is Don't Impress Me Much. And she's walking across that desert in uh, that leopard right print cape yeah. thing. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was all there. Uh, hey, I got really good news for the city of Edmonton. Uh, read this this morning and thought of the city right away. Um you know the ice district, you've heard about yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay, so it turns out uh, the Cates Group, uh, president of real estate, Glenn Scott, he says the 40-story tower slated to go into the old, uh, where the Greyhound station yep. used to be, it's scheduled, uh, it's way behind schedule due to change in the design. So it was originally scheduled to open in 2018, mm-hmm. the tower more likely to open in 2021, uh, and that'll push back the opening of the Ice District Public Plaza to 2021 or 2022. And the reason I say it's good news for the city is because I thought, Oh, perfect. Because people, every time the city misses a deadline, every time the city can't do something on time or on budget, people say, well, if it was a private business, they'd be bankrupt. Well, it turns out um, these guys can't get it done on time either. That's what happens Uh when you change the design a couple of times, I suppose. So it's not just government. That's as close as I can come to defending all these delays in city projects. And I see, uh, what, what are they called? Talus. I see they've, uh, they think they're going to get the LRT running. Yeah, they say that they're disappointed with the city's move uh, mm-hmm. by the, the, the default notice, and uh, but they're working hard. They take these things very, very seriously. <laughs> yes, they do. And they are, they are working hard on getting things uh, up and running. So, again, they're not going to be... Neg- they, they say that they're not negotiating either side kind of in public on, on this mm-hmm. one and everything will be done behind uh, closed doors. So we'll see what happens. But uh, Tala said, as we stated previously, uh, we were disappointed to receive the city's notice and by the comments made by the city at their press conference last week media conference. Yeah, they didn't like, uh, yeah. We have been making significant and measured progress, significant and measured progress towards completion despite substantial hurdles Mm -hmm. that have been placed in front of us. We have been and remain very committed to completing this project. That's that's good. It is, because ultimately that's all any of us want, And to make it work. Yeah, citizens, council, and them tell us. Now... We all just want it to work. What they're saying, though, is uh, they have provided the city with a, a, quote, a detailed roadmap and scheduled by which it expects to complete the work. 
The successful completion of this project, as it has always, will demand cooperation from the city. They're optimistic that it will receive such cooperation and Edmontonians will very soon enjoy the full benefits of this advanced system. Can I just uh, compare that for a moment, if I could? You know I like to play darts on Friday night. (laughs) Uh, And the way darts works, if you're not familiar, is a board is placed upon a wall and you take a a dart and And you you throw. throw things. Right, and you attempt to hit the dartboard specifically where you were aiming. And now it would be a much different game if you threw the darts first and then put the dartboard uh, wherever the dart had hit. So when they say, well, we're coming up with a schedule, you had a schedule, guys. If I'm not mistaken, it was 2014 was the actual yeah. schedule. Yeah. So to say, you know, at this point, I mean, hopefully, like I say, it works, but you can't well, we come up with a new schedule. Okay, well, we'll just add that to the pile of the old schedules. Why are we to believe at this point that any new schedule is any more reliable than old well, ones? Well, in... in- and really, I don't care about your new schedule. Nor do I. Get the damn thing working. Done. I'd like to go to one of these meetings. I'd like to just sit in on one of these meetings. You know. <laughs> <laughs> just, and who's the guy at the end of the table? Oh, you'll find out. That's common. <laughs> what what yeah. is it? Common uh, Average Joe. Average Andrew. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, I'll go with Average Joe. Yeah. No need to use average, names. Average Andrew doesn't. Uh... <laughs> no, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk with, um, well, a fire expert mm-hmm. uh, about the possibility we've seen the last couple of years, certainly BC uh, last year, Fort McMurray the year before, about uh, fire risk. And uh, we've had this guest on before, yeah, uh, Mike Flanagan, and we're going to talk to him and and uh, get his opinions, his thoughts on, on the state of the situation right now and what needs to be done in Alberta and Canada to to make sure um, well we're doing a better job and we're able to react That's to right. a natural disaster. The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.